All right, all right, it's time again for another episode of English and Coffee. I'm your wonderful host, Demian, and today I'm recording from another location just outside of uh, Town Commons. It's a little place we have here in Greenville. It's down by the riverfront. People come out here to walk, mostly college students, but I'm kind of off to the side in the cut just a little bit so as not to be disturbed while I'm recording my podcast. I can see this old bridge they built. I guess they built it in like the 1800s. They left it up there. It used to be a means, you know, of transportation, but nobody uses it now for uh, transport. It's just something they walk across. It's a relic of the past. But um, I've got an interesting topic today, or at least I think it's interesting. Maybe you'll find it interesting. I've got a cup of, um, what is this I'm drinking? Ah, mocha. I've got a mocha cappuccino today. Big, medium size. Probably a little bigger than medium, but um, that's what I'm sipping on. So, we'll take a break, and I'll be right back with you. So today what I wanted to talk about was a little something called immortality. Um, It's a big topic. It's a topic people talk about all over the world. But basically, immortality is the idea that you will live forever. Now, you can't talk about immortality without talking about mortality, which is the fact that one day you will die. If you are mortal, one day you will die. So that is part of mortality. That is the ability to be killed, ability to die, ability to end your life cycle. Just like dogs, cats, insects, everything else. Uh, But when you're immortal, that means you're immune to this. That means you do not die. That means you live forever. And how long is forever? Well, I don't think any of us are going to be around to find out how long forever is. But forever is as long as time stands and people are alive. How about that? You know, until some divine intervention comes, that's it. You'd live forever. Now, okay, so all the mystical aspects of this, of course, come into play. People, you know, they believe in other deities and all these this witchcraft and things and casting spells and yeah, you know, you could you could go that route, uh, but a lot of people go the more common, modern route. They look at science. So with science, one thing that they're trying to do as far as um, stretch our mortality is they're looking at cloning. So I'm sure you've read the news, I'm sure you've watched enough movies, and you probably have a fair idea of what a clone is, but just in case you don't, a clone in the science fiction terms, because immortality would be science fiction. In the science fiction terms, it is a basically another you, a copy of you. You know, taking your DNA, taking some of your, your genomes or whatever, putting them in some type of hyperbolic chamber, some scientific uh, gizmo, and making a carbon copy of you. Um, and then later, you would be able to transfer your, transfer your consciousness into this vessel this other you. Um, There's a lot of movies that have the idea of this uh, cloning, and unfortunately none of them come to mind right now, like I just can't think of one outright, but there are a lot of movies that have cloning. Okay, one I can think of is um, uh, possibly The One with Jet Li. I don't know if you saw that movie, The One, but in in his thing it was more, not necessarily clones, but it was kind of clones, but it was more basically... Um, the universe has many universes, and within each universe, there is a copy of you, a different you. So in the movie The One, he's trying to take out all of the other 
copies of himself to be the strongest one. You know, the one, hence the title, The One. Uh, there's another movie with, um, I believe his name is Michael Keaton. It's called Multiplicity. I don't really remember how he ended up with so many clones, but each one became a dumber copy of himself. So it was like each one was dumbed down. So initially it was like the first one was great. You know how sometimes you wish you could just be two people. You're like, man, if I could be in two places at the same time, everything would be great. So he made the copy of himself. And then he told him what to do and everything was great. And they made another one, but each one got dumber and dumber until the other one. I think he was just like staring at the walls and drooling or something like that, whatever. But so there's a few movies with this whole idea. I'm sure there's a lot of great books out there about cloning. But that's one method of immortality. People think they could reach immortality with that. Uh, another, let me take a sip here. Another something more tangible, which a lot of people do. Is this plastic surgery? Yeah, plastic surgery. Now, I'm not against plastic surgery if there's a need. If there's a valid need, a valid reason to get plastic surgery, like you were in a car accident, you need to get your face reconstructed. Yes. You know, you don't need your nose back there by your ear. But I think where you, you kind of play with fire is when you're trying to look younger than you are. You know, you're, you're pulling the wrinkles back, you're tightening your nose, you're sucking the fat out from your neck, or you're, you know, taking fat from your body and different things like that. Uh, yeah, now, now we're playing, I'm not going to say we're playing God, but here we are doing things that aren't meant to be done to human bodies. You see, the human body was made in a perfect design. I'm going to say that, in a perfect design. Just like plants. I mean, you don't see anybody trying to throw extra branches on a, uh, on a tree or scale the tree back to when it was a seed. I mean, that just doesn't happen. But for some reason, us as humans, we try to turn back the clock so that we can live longer, so that we can look better. You know, this almost brings into question modern science, modern medical science. Uh, back in the day, I'm sure people lived however long they lived, but if, you know, someone had organ failure or something went wrong, I mean, it wasn't as easy as just getting on a list and getting it replaced. If you had a bad heart, that was it. You didn't just go in and get another one. You know, you didn't take one out of a cadaver, you know, a dead body or nothing, and, and put it in yourself and restart it like Frankenstein. I mean, that's what we're doing here. Why? To live longer. You know, so it's like, is immortality the answer? Should we really be trying to live longer? or just do more with the life that we have. I mean, okay, so you live 100, year, 100 more years. Are you gonna do anything other than you're doing now? How is that gonna change your life? Are you gonna just, you know, cause you hear people all the time, they walk around talking about, oh, and you know, before I die, I wanna travel the world, I wanna go to Singapore, I wanna go to Egypt and see the pyramids. Before you die, you could die tomorrow, so what, you are gonna go in the next five minutes? Uh, no, they're probably not. So they say, okay, well, I want to live forever so I can do everything. And then they don't do anything with the time they have. So I think immortality and living forever, in an essence, is now. This is forever. This is your immortality. You are living in this moment, and you will live forever in people's minds. But to physically be here, I think that would be, that would be troubling. You know, it would be very, very stressful in the psyche.
Because even though you live forever doesn't mean your mind gets any sharper. Doesn't mean you get any smarter. I mean, of course, you become wiser with age. You know, you're like 600 years old. You've seen it all. But I mean, your body is probably going to be just trash. You know, I mean, your limbs are probably brittle. I mean, you'd be in a not saying like being you'd be immobile. You wouldn't be able to get around as well as you do now. And even if you are immobile now, you won't be able to get around as, as well as you do now because, I mean, you'll be too old to do anything. So just because you're going to be here forever doesn't mean you're going to get stronger all of a sudden, you know, and be like you were in your 20s. So I think the idea of immortality, I mean, it's, it's, it's novel, you know. Um, of course, there's always the vampires and stuff, which we'll get into in a minute. But, you know, you look at, you look at just different, different aspects of it. Um, is that what people really want to do? Do they really want to live forever? I don't know. But we're going to take a, uh, take a break and we'll get right back to it. Now, you guys may be hearing some traffic and some passerbys out here because I'm actually sitting here, like I said, uh, in a different location, but it's actually on the road, so I have a lot of cars passing by. But I've got my window up so, you know, people don't walk by and be all in my mouth when I'm talking. But I'm watching the cars pass by, and I, I imagine everybody in their vehicle, you know, assumes they're going to get to their destination. And that's the plan. And I hope everybody gets to their destination, but the sad fact is everybody won't. That's life. We're mortals. You know, we're here. And, and then we go. But for some people, you know, that have certain beliefs, that's not the end. This is only the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is the physical stage. Other people believe there's a, a spiritual stage. Other people believe there's, you know, other things out there. I'm not going to get all into religion, but other people have other beliefs. So for a lot of them, uh, this is just the stage one, <laughs> phase one, the learning phase. Some people believe you come back again and you never die. You just keep going on and repeating and coming back as different things learning and whatever um but yeah let's see so immortality in vampires in the films how is it portrayed in the movies okay so i don't know about you but i've always wanted to be a vampire when i watched the movies i think the first vampire movie i probably watched was uh lost boys or it was um vamp which was a pretty cool movie you watch that movie, and the people, when they get bit, they turn into a vampire. Now, when they turn into a vampire, the only way for them to maintain their mortality or immortality is they have to kill other people. They have to drink their blood, and, you know, and they get to fly, and they have little magical powers and dark powers and things like that. But it's like, what would you really do if you were to be given the power of a vampire? Uh, the super, the superhuman strength, the superhuman uh, speed, superhuman uh, prowess, you know, the, the pizzazz, the karma, the, I mean, not the karma, but the charisma, you know, you look at Twilight, of course, it's all glamour, glamoured up, you know, that's a little dainty version of a vampire, that is, if I had to be a vampire, that is not the vampire I would want to be, I would not want to be no Edward Cullen, nothing like that, you know, glistening in the sun. No, that's not what I would try to do. I would, I would rather be like a vampire, probably from um, Interview with the Vampire or Lost Boys. You know, the true form of a vampire. A vampire is uh, a creature, used to be a living person, right? A creature that 
feeds off the blood of others and it's very magical. But then they sometimes they throw in this little um, uh, predicament or whatever to perplex the character. So, you know, the vampire maintains his human heart, so to speak. And, you know, he doesn't want to kill people, so he's living off the blood of animals. You know, he's drinking deer blood, he's drinking rats, whatever he can find, pig blood and different things like that. Because normal food just doesn't do it because he's immortal. But he's not immortal in the sense of he wanted it. Most of the time, it's they get bit. And then sometimes vampires uh, turn other people into vampires, like their lover and stuff, so they can go around forever. But even they get tired because you'll sit there and they'll be like, oh, we've been together for 900 years or 600 years or centuries. They've been, you know, living and killing people and then they just get tired of each other and then they just go off and do what they do. But the only thing is with being a vampire is you're susceptible to being killed. Like people are out there looking to kill you. Um, if they know you are working with a demonic force, you can forget it. It is it is over. So, yeah, the idea of being a vampire is nice, but probably the reality of being a vampire, not so nice. Uh, another another uh, film takeaway or stance on immortality would be the zombie. Now, most of the time when you think of zombies, you think of uh, Res not Res yeah, Resident Evil or you think of um, not even Resident Evil because I think those were science projects. Let's see, uh, what is that? The Evil Dead. Yeah, the Evil Dead, you think of um, World War Z, things of that nature. Um, I wouldn't want to be a zombie, no. And then I don't know why they have zombies where they got to come and they eat brains and, you know, brains is what they live on or they eat other people. I mean, that's just, that's, that's, that's a whole nother level of immortality, but then... The zombies get killed, you know, they get ripped in half, but here's the thing, so they get their head ripped off and they're still coming after people. So, I mean, what what kind of existence is that? I don't even know if the person's in there or it's just the body's been reanimated by some, some being, some force, but then you have movies where the person turn, you know, they get turned into a zombie. So, let's say we're in the war, you know, a zombie apocalypse or something like that, and we're we're fighting zombies and I get shot. Well, not, I mean, I don't get shot, but I get bit, right? I get bit in the ankle. And then, you know, slowly I change into a zombie and then eventually you're going to have to kill. No, no, nobody wants to be a zombie. But that is another uh, stance on immortality. After the, the apocalypse, you know, zombies are walking the earth, eating the remaining uh, living. Uh, no, that, there's, there's nothing glamorous about that. There's nothing, you know, alluring about that whole scenario. It's, it's, it's pretty nasty, but it's, it's dismal. I think most people would rather be on the other end of the barrel than ones shooting the zombies. You know, I mean, I don't know how many video games are out there and movies are out there where people are just blowing zombies away. I mean, I think that's that's just a cool thing. Everybody wants to kill zombies. Nobody wants to be a zombie. But how do you kill a zombie, so to speak? If a zombie is dead, immortal, living, uh, so to speak, walking the earth dead, you don't kill something that is dead. You just simply put it to the side. Because you can't kill something that's already dead. They'd be like, shoot it in the head. You know, kill it. You can shoot it in the head, but you're not killing a zombie. You know, you're just removing it from your sphere. Essentially, so to speak. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that zombies are alive? Or they're dead? You know, that's, that's, it's, pretty, it's pretty weird. 
But anyway, you know, when you're talking about immortality, the whole the whole thing's weird. You know, I mean, we're growing freaking ears on on pigs. I, I know you guys saw the science video where they're they're growing, you know, taking hormones and growing ears on the back of animals and cutting them off and putting them on humans. I mean, it's this some of that Doctor Moreau Island of Doctor Moreau stuff. You know, science fiction come to life. Um, and then they're talking about you know, with these, these androids and these machines, and if you can make a sustainable body, you know, something to sustain the brain, you know, so you take your brain out and put it in a machine and live, I mean, there, there's all types of movies like that, um, I don't know if Transcendence, if they did that in there, but I know his consciousness was uploaded to basically the internet, it almost reminds you of that movie, um, I want to say Lawnmower Man, that was a classic way back in the day. I don't even remember who the actor is, but it was basically some savant, like a savant uh, lawnmower man. And whatever happened to him, some science got to him, and he ended up, you know, being electric. Like he went into the circuits. He became electric, and then he was all-knowing, and he was smart. He could access all the information. I mean, this was, this was the 80s, you know, early 90s science fiction where people were just wiling out with their ideas. But I think um, if we had to come up with uh, a way to live longer, and we did successfully do it, the problem would be they put a price on it. So then people would try to decide who lives longer and who doesn't, like they do now with medicine in the hospitals. When you look at it, it's all, it's all, it's, it's not it's all jacked up, but when you get into all this stuff, yeah, you, you look at it. So medicine. Um, think of cancer, think of terminal illnesses, stuff that'll just take you off the map, you know, AIDS, cancer, uh, what, uh, leukemia, cerebral palsy, all these multiple sclerosis, all, all these, all these illnesses that just take people off the map, you know, not by choice of their own, but they just come in. They already have treatment, right? Cerebral palsy, I don't think they had too much going on for that. But let's just say AIDS. You know, we, we're going to take it back to Magic Johnson. In the 80s, early 90s, he came out and said that he had uh, HIV. I, I don't think that was true. I think they paid him to say that. Because if anything, he got fatter. If anything, he looked, he looked healthier than he did even when he was playing sports. And all the surrounding people around him, uh, Freddie Mercury, Arthur Ashe, you know, anyone else you could think of, all those rock stars, that died with the same disease, they had the same money he did, but they actually had it and he didn't. You know, he's still alive today, you know. So that's neither here nor there. But again, that's another effort people trying to live, live longer. You know, with every every uh, virus, every illness that, that attacks us, you know, as humans, um, it, it mutates. You know, after we hit it with the treatment, it mutates and it comes back around. You know, we had the the uh, the Black Plague and, uh, you know, the lepers and all, all, all those things. You know, that we the polio, all, all that kind of stuff that was just taking people out. Now it's not um, it's not affecting us like it like it was in the past because we've developed these vaccines. Uh, and then now we have stronger things. So you got to look. I think that the world is probably like, hey, you know, you guys better chill out because... Uh, if you don't, if you don't stop damaging the earth, then then it's gonna come up with something that we just can't fix, and it's just gonna spread like wildfire, you know, like that stuff in Australia. It's just gonna, whoosh, 
there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. I think one of the good um, or interesting things, I know we're kind of deviating, but we are talking about mortality, immortality. Uh, there was a movie called The Happening. I, I want to say Mark Wahlberg was in it. But basically, it had something where the trees were releasing some kind of chemical into the air, and it was just killing people, just making people commit suicide, you know, just walking off buildings and losing their mind, you know, because the earth was fighting back. I mean, it's wild, but I mean, it's it's all science fiction. I mean, when you're talking about immortality, I mean, it's already, it's already out of bounds. It's already uh, over the hill, you know, so we're just floating the boat, riding along. But we'll probably take one more uh, short break and then uh, we'll close it out in some way, shape or form. You know, as I'm sitting here recording this podcast, I'm, I'm watching people walk by, you know, a couple of, uh, not full families, but it's either a, a mother and son, dad and daughter. You know, you don't you don't see as many, you know, mom, dad and a kid, you know, walking around. You just you just don't see that a lot. I know the divorce rates through the roof. People aren't getting married like they used to. I mean, it's just not as. Um, doesn't seem to be as important. I mean, with social media, I mean, you can go online, have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you know, in 10 seconds, because uh, people are just getting right to the meat of the matter. Um, and then they're, they're making these kids, you know, they're having these, these children. And I mean, what, what kind of story do you sit down and tell your kid? Because if you were to ask your grandparents, I'm just saying your grandparents, if your grandparents are still around, maybe you talked to them before, you sit there and talk to your grandparents. You say, hey, Grandma, how did you meet Granddad? And she tells you, oh, well, I was in school, and he was a, a soldier or whatever, and they met, and they fell in love, and they've been together like 2,000 years, right? But now, with all this Tinder and all these uh, tagged and, and Facebooks and all these uh, social sites, people are having kids. They don't even know each other. So the kid would be like, uh, hey, Mom. Uh, um, when did you meet my dad? And, and she's like, oh, your dad? Um, well, I met him on Twitter. What's that, Twitter? Well, yeah, one day I just went up there and typed a random message, and he DM'd me, and uh, next thing you know, we hooked up, and there you were. You know, no wine and dine, no no courting, no, no any kind of semblance of a relationship, just straight to the meat and potatoes. You know, without the gravy. And the gravy is what keeps it together. The gravy is what pulls it all together. It's strange, but, uh, yeah, I guess we'll keep this one short and sweet. I think the last one, I got long-winded and just went on a tangent, a tear, you know, across the universe with, with the topic I was talking about. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to close it there. Um, coming up on February, Valentine's Day is next month. So I'm sure the, you you lovers out there will be looking for some some candy and all these little trinkets and stuff to uh, give to your sweetie, be it a guy or a girl. Um, and if you don't have anybody, I mean, hey, just treat yourself. Go buy yourself a chocolate bar and call it a day. You know, watch a movie. Enjoy yourself. Live life to the fullest every day. And on that one, I'll see you in the next one.